While they're all talking state standards, we're sitting on a bar stool making fun of them. Classroom Brew Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. This is episode 330. Uh, before we get into that, let's give a, a big shout out to our current Patreon members. As I lose my voice from a day of teaching, <clears throat> didn't even yell today, but um, it's been years since I've yelled. Uh, that's a lie. Uh, big shout out to James Lish, Cindy, Melinda, Sabrina, Leslie, Leo, and Adam. Uh, they are our current Patreon members, so they have access to uh, different bonus content and video podcast episodes that are full length as well as some voting power and access to the podcast merch, which is uh, stuff like uh, Classroom Brew, t-shirts, koozies, shot glasses, and, oh, geez, coasters. That's the last one there. Uh, so, uh, also, I want to give a big shout-out to Lish, one of our current Patreon members, who just got engaged. So, Lish, if you're listening, congratulations. That's awesome news. Uh, I can't wait to see the, the, the photos and uh, any updates that you may post or, or let us know, and the excitement that you're, I mean, you get some time away if you do a honeymoon and you time it out just right. Uh, so that's awesome news. Big, big shout out. Big congratulations to, to Lish. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been great getting to know you over the years. And so seeing, seeing that post was, was awesome. So congratulations to you guys. Now, some teachers, I should point out, we did the episode, which was a, an homage to Thanksgiving break. By the way, for this one, uh, you know, I stick with my rum drinks. This is a, a pina colada, but it's one of those those pre-canned ones. And I am not a pina colada man. R.I.P. Jimmy Buffett. I'm not a pina colada man at all, but it's the last flavor left. So cheers. It's because I don't like pineapple. <clears throat> and it is what it is. And I spilled some on these pants, so I can't wear these to work because Lord knows if anything were to <laughs> smell like alcohol. Anyways, um, so a lot of teachers are working, they worked all the way up until Thanksgiving. Uh, not everyone gets that week off, and that's new for us to, uh, as a district, to have that full week off, which I'm very thankful for. See what I did there? Thanksgiving, thankful. Um, as of right now, going into Thanksgiving break, or, well, now that well, we're back from Thanksgiving break, I don't know, I can't speak, hi, I'm Ryan, I've never spoken in my life. Um, but the passing versus failing rate as of right now is really brutal. Uh, at a certain point, it was, it was encouraging right before Thanksgiving break because some kids were calling out other kids, which is kind of a tricky, like, you know, unless it's getting like profane and stuff like that. That's such a weird line to toe where you, you overhear some students correcting each other on a large scale or small scale, and you're like, when do I jump in? When is it not okay anymore? Um, but some students that were kind of self-correcting, uh, their, their friends, pointing out the self-fulfilling prophecy stuff that they noticed their friend doing. Uh, perfect example, kids that never show up to class and therefore have a zillion missing assignments 
and uh, still had plenty of time, but then decided for themselves, nah, it's hopeless anyway. And now it is uh, for some of them, not all of them, Um, which is great. I like, not that part. It's great. It's great seeing more students take ownership over their poor decision-making. Let's call a spade a spade uh, compared to last year. Last year, I'm pretty sure that those, uh, the sophomores, especially from last year, I think they would have blamed a dying person for them not doing their bell ringer in the wind at, at, at all. I almost said within the time span, at, at all. Um, that was for sure a, a bit of a brutal group. Um, and this group has been for sure a, a bit more joyful to be able to, to teach. I can, I can do my job so much easier when there are willing participants. <laughs> when, I say, when I say participants, I mean students. Um, now that said, there are still some parents who, uh, how do I put this? They're not, their student, their child may be taking accountability, but the parent is still doing everything they can to make sure their child doesn't take accountability, even in the face of their child saying, no, I fucked up. Um, I bring this up here because there was, uh, every so often we go on Reddit, which is an app I don't fully understand. And this is from the subreddit Teachers. Uh, and this is, it's titled uh, uh, Lawnmower Parent. It says, I had a parent email me five minutes after my shift ends to say she dropped her son back off at school to take the quiz he refused to take in class. I, interesting. I really wavered between not replying until tomorrow and the immediate reply uh, that I did give. So I guess you did do that. Okay. Uh, in quotations, the school day has ended and I am home with my family. Ugh, what is it with, or what are these people thinking? Now, I want to point out that I truly believe in my heart of hearts that most students and parents, <laughs> in <laughs> generalizing, uh, most, uh, fuck, all students and parents in, tw- in 2023 truly think that we as teachers get giddy when there's shit for us to grade, you know? Cheers to anytime we've heard that. I was a student that handed you a bunch of makeup work, and then like four minutes later, is like, did you fix my grade? Um, so that's fun. Uh, we deserve some balance here, okay? Some, some work-life balance. Uh, I have gone home. I'm not kidding. Our school day lets out at 3.15. I have been hand on the steering wheel at 3.22, like clockwork the last five days of working. And do you know why? No one's gone to office hours. And I'm getting to the point now where with, with some students, you know, they're coming during their lunch and I appreciate that. They're for you. But with some students that either them or their parents are not taking that responsibility or in some cases being disrespectful. And again, I'm saying not just students, but parents. And it's been way less of an issue lately uh, this school year. I'm going home, is what I say to them. Like, I had a student that, like, bombarded me. That's a strong choice of words. I had a student that uh, uh, happened upon me in the, in the hallway after I had literally, because we have to punch in and out because our district doesn't trust us to do our job and we're salaried employees, but we have to clock in and out as if we're not. Uh, but I had already clocked out. Uh, like, we're talking briefcase on the shoulder, jacket on, car keys in hand, ready to go. Uh, and uh, that's when a student 
asks about like makeup work and, and shit like that. Uh, and of course, in that moment, like, yeah, I'm at, at my core, not a, you know, asleep at the wheel teacher. I, I talked with that student, but in my head, I'm like, man, I'm on my time now. Like you wasted my time, my teacher time when you didn't show up for three or four days or when you came late or when you had your head down even after you got redirected by my co-teacher and myself like 27,000 times. But now, now it's my time and you, you need it. And it's almost a moment where it's like if I had more energy and if I didn't want to just get out the fucking door right now, maybe I'd make it more of a teachable moment. <laughs> like, like fight the urge to like make everything a teachable moment, right? Um, especially if it's, you know, your time. Uh, but I'm just saying, I, I, I'd like a good work-life balance and I'd like, I'd like it to be known. <laughs> I feel like teachers are, are more prominent than ever on social media nowadays, making it very obvious that we don't like doing things like grading or planning and it's stressful and we hate Sundays and shit like that. How are people still unaware that we don't love grading? We don't do that part. You know what I mean? We don't do that part when we're just sitting at a desk for, it can be hours at times, writing comments that no one's going to read in some cases for corrections that no one's going to do in some cases. Do you like how I generalize, but then I say in some cases to cover my ass? Um, yeah. I, I, maybe that should be my response. The next time a parent or a student's like, oh, I got a bunch of work for you. And like, I'm glad that you're getting stuff in to improve your grade. That's, that's fantastic. I commend you for that. But it's like, let's not pretend like I don't have a pile of ungraded papers on my desk because I've been putting it off for weeks. You know, <laughs> Maybe not weeks. In, in some cases, it has been plural. It's gone into a, a second week, you know? Much like a pink starburst, I'm saving my grading for, la for later. <laughs> like, I really want to savor and enjoy the grading experience. That's what I want. That's what I, I'm being facetious here. I don't, I don't, I hate grading almost as much as dealing with that consistently disrespectful student that just is beyond rational thought. That's what I'm going to start saying. Or, or next time, maybe they give me some work to go, oh, I've been saving. I can't wait. Can't wait. Grade. Yeah. Love grading. That's what I think they, it, I'm going to try it out. I'm going to see what they think. Anyway, speaking of students that never show up, um, I, <laughs> I, this one student, I love this so much. I have one student who I have legitimately seen less than five times. And I don't know when you're listening to the episode, but as I record this episode, it's, it's now December by the time the episode comes out. So uh, what is that? All of, all of September? October, November. We're talking over three months and I have seen them less than five times. This is important because when the student saw me, uh, I think at this point, there had been like a month and a half in between like their third and fourth time ever in my classroom. Um, and this is not the student that asked who I was when they entered because they had no fucking clue. And it was at that point, October. Now, this is a new one for the end of the month of November, uh, <laughs> where a student, and again, a month and a half in between, walks in, kind of scoffs at me. And after I say, good morning, by name as well, 
their response was, you wore that last time. <laughs> like, the polo that I was wearing, and like, maybe the pant, I don't know, and I can't corrupt, I, I have no rebuttal, you know? I, I only have maybe 22 teacher-related outfits. And maybe there's some like combos that you can make in there that I'm not doing because I'm not that creative. But, you know, some khakis or some slacks or some jeans or some, some gray jeans. And then, you know, a multitude of different shirts and then a multitude of different shoes and socks. That's what I'm working with here. <laughs> a month and a half in between and I get shamed by a student for being an outfit repeater. <laughs> Sorry, it sounds, it sounds ridiculous to say it, but I love it so much. It's so... To me, that's peak comedy that no one else is going to understand. Month and a half in between. And I get shamed for what I'm wearing. It's kind of like I got, um, <laughs> I can't confirm this. I have no credible evidence aside from, you know, my knowledge of how syllables work. And uh, when you do, you know, a syllable, you like clapping, like, fuck you. That's that kind of stuff. I, I chose those words not to be harsh to you guys as the listener, but because it's what I believe in my heart of hearts. A student said, through a kazoo. You know, like, like those things when you just kind of make a noise, sort of, and it makes an obnoxious noise, a more obnoxious noise than the noise you were making with your mouth. Uh, and in this case, it was a student, a student that had cut my class for a long time. I should explain why there's kazoos, huh? There were kazoos because we were doing like a school-wide assembly. That's why there's kazoo. <laughs> That's why there's kazoos. I just want to say kazoos as much as possible. Um, and this student had cut my class and had so many missing assignments pile up from, you know, the entire school year, but two in particular from this particular week, including like cutting class, not just like absent and not doing the work and, you know, whatever it may be. And I point this out to them because they were under the impression that we had a free week. I'm, I'm going to say something right now. I have never in my entire teaching career, or even career as a student, heard of anything called a free week. What? So they thought that they didn't have to go to class at all because they just heard somewhere. I rarely have a free day. I also, I, after remote learning, the number of quote-unquote flex, flex, I threw flex days, because I, I hear the term flex day from remote learning, and I want to throw up. But we do them every so often. They're like remediation days to correct shit. And it was the day before Thanksgiving break. So it was a remediation day for groups that did what they needed to do on Monday through Thursday. And for one group, one group that uh, did what they should have been doing Monday through Thursday, uh, they got a movie. So I guess I can see where it got misconstrued, whatever it may be, but this student knows and claims that I do too much. Anyway, I point this out because they were not happy with me uh, when I pointed out that, yeah, you lost credit today again on your grade. When they were like, wait, we had stuff to do today? And I go, yes. And granted, participation grade for, you know, just correcting stuff in the first place. But they were pissed. So when they come up to me, toward like the middle of the assembly. But for me, that means like the end because I was over it. <laughs> they come up to me and go, I don't know how to do a kazoo impression. It's the best you're going to get. 
in my direction like they were walking past like i just kind of you know was leaning against the walls uh in the gym by the door and like did one of those things when you're walking but you take like a step a side a lateral step toward the person the kazoo gets like you know within a solid three feet of me uh too close by about mm, three feet and uh what else could the context have been I should point out they've also, you know, since we've gotten back from Thanksgiving break, cut my class many more times as well. But um, in my heart of hearts, I know that it was a fuck you through a kazoo. So I decided, you know, I, I don't really know how to respond to a kazoo except for through the use of a haiku. Like that rhyme. So um, I failed poetry, the unit of poetry in middle school. So I decided to use AI. And I think I believe I wrote. I don't know why I said both of those phrases. Uh, I wrote uh, how to respond to a student saying fuck you through a kazoo or something like that. Because how else could you phrase it except for every efficient word to describe being told fuck you by a student through a kazoo. And it's a haiku, keep in mind. So I'm going to read it. it. It is as follows. Buzzing insult flies. Teacher's face turns red with ire. Silence fills the room. I should point out, except for the fucking kazoo <laughs> and the whole pep rally and assembly that's, that's going on, you know, behind in the, uh, in the background. I guess to, uh, to round us out, one more time from the, the subreddit for teachers. This is from teacher underscore reset. It says, for those who love their jobs, why are you happy where you are? <laughs> it says, uh, I've had so many conversations recently with unhappy teachers, and there is honestly so much in our field to be frustrated about and exhausted by these days. But for those here who actually love their jobs, or at least enjoy it most days, what is it that keeps you there or keeps you inspired or motivated? One person writes, because I am mostly left alone, only work 187 days a year, have plenty of vacation time, and can't be forced to work overtime. I don't know if this is a teacher. <laughs> there is plenty I could complain about, uh, but there are going to be issues no matter what career route you take. People are responding to that, of course. One person writes that they are a fully integrated member of their community, and that makes it a lot easier and a lot nicer. Uh, someone else writes in the, same, in the same vein, I work in a community I love, and it conveniently values education. My principal and AP are always on our side. Even when I don't get exactly what I want, I respect them and, subsequently, their decisions. Another person writes, this is my person right here. This is Roma Yo. They write good pay and resources. That part right there. Good pay and resources, supportive admin, and a 12-minute commute. The commute sounds amazing. Uh, someone else writes, me thinks I need to move to Vermont. Obviously, that person works in Vermont. One person did write, let's be honest here. They wrote, I don't love my job. I can't imagine loving any job. <laughs> this is just light. Just the light beer. Just the beer light. Whatever. Uh, but I'm perfectly content with what I've got. Things I like. Number one, admin leaves me alone. Two, I like the other teachers in my department. We got each other's back. Number three, I have, I have enough interesting students to make the whole thing seem worthwhile. Interesting. Four, summers off equals me time and travel. There's the cliche one right here. Um... Another person, this is no half 6906 writes, I teach at a poor school 
That's one way to put it, I guess. Uh, no half, 6906. The parents just want their kids to learn. I ignore the falsehoods of admin and let it roll off my shoulders. I love my kids. My six-figure fi- six salary? Vacations can leave at 240. And then it says better than banker hours. And look forward to my pension. Only work 186 days a year and do what I want with the other days. Did I mention? <laughs> here's, here's where it makes a little more sense. Did I mention first graders love to learn? And then finally, one person, right? This is the hefty one. It is the little things. I'm not just, you know, making it sound more voiceover. They wrote, it is the little things. I'm a second grade teacher and I got a new student in early October who was clearly on the spectrum and nobody had tried to identify her yet. Day one, I call home and mom requests an evaluation after our conversation. We have completed all the testing as of two weeks ago and she qualified for educational autism along with several other things. Anyway, the day before Thanksgiving, we were making a a turkey Thanksgiving craft. Cool. Uh, Where students wrote what they were thankful for on each feather. During her six weeks with me, she would loudly proclaim that she can't read or write. We brainstorm as a class on about 30 things. They were things twice. We could be thankful for and write them down on the board. Students can pick from the list or write their own. I'm walking around as they are finishing and notice she has written six things perfectly. I ask her what they say, thinking she will say something random. She proceeds to say all six in order as she points at them. When she finishes, she seems surprised with herself and then can tell the entire class that she can read. This story will fuel me for a week until the next surprising thing happens. I thought that was nice and uh, nice and wholesome to end this episode. So thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you supporting the show. Uh, if you want, you can go to patreon.com slash classroom to support the show above and beyond, or just listen in every week, and we'll be back, what, next Thursday? Uh, big shout out to our current Patreon members. Again, congratulations to Lish on your engagement. Uh, and for everybody else, stay warm. I don't know if you're dealing with the winter, but stay, stay warm. And class dismissed.
Sabrina, man from Ohio, teaches French class, but I don't remember French. Sorry for my teacher who taught me French. You were really cool, but that was years ago. This dude beat cancer, getting real strong. He posted on the gram, he's a real bad ass. James Biner, James Biner, that's fucking right, James Biner. Cindy Montoya from California, Lazy Teacher Podcast, that's a bad look. Definitely not lazy, big time podcast fan, Melinda Bradley. Melinda Bradley, she's from Florida, for PPE, for her staff photo, that's Melinda, Melinda Bradley, Melinda Bradley, classroom crew, check it out on patreon.com. This is Classroom Brew.